0: Hey everybody, welcome to Happening at Hannah's. Today I have my friend, Maddie Nelson. Okay Maddie, <laughs> so how do we know each other?
1: Um. Okay, so I'm trying to, I've been trying to think of the first time I remember meeting you. And I, the first time that I can think of was at Epicenter in middle school. Uh, we always used to do those, we would do Wednesdays at Caitlin's after school and then we would go to church afterwards and I remember we met you or I remember seeing you at Epicenter and then you started coming to Wednesdays at Caitlin's and that's when we really started to like become friends I don't remember I'm really ragging my brain to think of a time because I feel like we had met before that but yeah I think we might have
0: but I was trying to think of this too and like I remember like at Epicenter and I remember we would like be in that room and we would do small group And then I remember one time, like, after we'd met, I was going through pictures, and I was like, wait, this is Maddie from, like, Chosen, but I don't remember that happening. Oh.
1: So, I guess we must have done Chosen together there. That's what I'm wondering,
0: is because, like, I'd seen pictures, but, like, I don't recall knowing
1: you there. Right. I don't really remember that either, but that would make sense that we would have...
0: Yeah. So, we must
1: have, like, crossed paths
0: and then... By the time, like, eighth grade happened, when I started doing, like, youth group, would make sense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I guess that's how we know each other. And then we have brothers the same age, so it's like we're bound to know each other. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: So much fun.
0: And I can't believe they just graduated this week.
1: I know. I know. They're all so tall. I know. They left and us old. in the dust.
0: How, old, how tall is Pierce now? I think about six feet, so not as tall as Caleb. They're just so tall. Every time they walk by, I, like, have to look up at them. I'm like,
1: ugh. I know. It's so sad. Everyone always thinks that I'm the youngest. Isn't that such I'm a bummer? Youngest.
0: It's like you have to explain that this is your little brother, but you can't say little brother, so you have to say that it's your younger brother. Right. It's just It's very sad. It is. <laughs> It's just interesting, but you know sometimes it's good because people think it's like, oh, she has a bodyguard, and so they'll just leave me alone.
1: That's fair. Caleb would be a great bodyguard.
0: I feel like he would until he starts <laughs> laughing, and then he'd be a goner. Okay, so the next question I have for you—not you. threatening at all, not threatening—he would start laughing, <laughs> and then once you start tickling him, he can go down. <laughs> Okay. So what's your favorite thing that you've been learning about God in this season of
1: life? Um it's a good question. Uh I have recently been feeling uh really convicted about um my desire for uh the approval of man, mm-hmm. which is something that I, I think it's always been something that I've struggled with. I'll probably struggle with it for the rest of my life. But um, in this season particularly, I don't know. Uh, so I was a I was in a leadership position in my sorority
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: last semester. I was a sing chair and sing is this, like, big competition. that um, like, all the fraternities and sororities get really, like, into. And so I was the choreographer for our act. Oh, um, awesome. And we... So, basically, Sing is a competition to qualify for something that happens in the fall called Pigskin, mm-hmm. um, and so the top eight acts qualify for Pigskin, but then they their acts, the top three acts also place for second and third. Um, so, our act made it to Pigskin, but we didn't place, um, which is, like, in my I like, Madeline, don't really, like care that we didn't place obviously I wanted to but I've been wrestling a lot recently with insecurity about like all of the girls that were in that and mm-hmm. um, being upset that we didn't place and I have just really gotten like in my head about uh what are the words I've gotten in my head about like things that they like are probably critical about the way that I chose to lead because there are things that I would, I I learned and I would obviously do differently. Um, So anyway, that's like kind of the personal context. I've really been wrestling even in these, like, it's been months since thing was over, but I've even still just kind of been wrestling with, um, and I'm realizing that there's probably deeper. I think the Lord is showing me that there are deeper heart issues there. Mm And just with that, insecurity, uh, about the way that I led. Uh, so I'm really feeling like the Lord is teaching me and um, continuing to teach me about fully like being satisfied in him and, and the fact that like his approval is the only thing that we need. Um, and it's not really something that we can earn. It's something that's really given to us. Uh, and there's the freedom that comes from that, but it's really a struggle to, it's just been a hard struggle for me in the last few months.
0: Thank you for <laughs> sharing that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's such a like prevalent thing, like in life. Okay. So the next question I have for you is how did you grow up faith wise?
1: Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. I went to Saint Jacinto. Uh, in elementary school which is a christian private school uh so i accepted christ in first grade Uh, after a chapel service uh he i remember the speaker came and talked about how you think you have time and then you don't you never like each day is not guaranteed to us and he was like you could die in a car accident tomorrow uh i was like I need to make sure that <laughs> Jesus and I are on the same page. Um, so <laughs> that is, I guess, the time that I officially accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I prayed with my teacher, Mrs. Cranville. Um, she gave me a Bible that had verses marked in Romans, like, all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And yeah, so <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's kind of the story. <laughs> I love it. Cute little first grade Maddie. I feel like you we know. need a
0: picture of this on the Instagram of you, like a first grade picture <laughs> of you. Okay. So like you answered my next question. So that makes sense. So like when you went from like first grade to now, so how, did like what made you realize like the need for Jesus, like the savior? So like, like what made you realize that you were a sinner, that kind of thing?
1: Absolutely. Um, so obviously, like initially, <laughs> a lot of my motivation was like, I don't want to die and not go to heaven. Yeah. Um, like as a first grader, that was my, that was my big fear. I needed to check that box. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, now, and again, it's, it truly is a daily thing, but I would say I am never more aware um, of my need for Jesus than in the the moments that I make mistakes um, I'm a three on the Enneagram. Uh, okay. so I don't know if that, I, that's like the achiever. Um, and so anytime I'm like, one of my deepest fears is the fear of failure. Uh, <laughs> and so anytime that I fail, um, is a wonderful reminder. I think the Lord leads me into situations where I will fail often. Um, as a reminder that I desperately need him uh, (laughs) because I am so human and I make so many mistakes um, Mm. and he is the only one that is perfect, but he has covered all of those mistakes, even Mm. obviously like the sin, but even just small things like, I don't know, forgetting to empty the dishwasher.
0: (laughs) yeah I love that I think that's really such a cool thing to like grasp the older we get like the realization like that we're not perfect people because I think I don't know if this happens with you but it happens with me is like growing up a Christian since I was little I like try to like strive for perfection and then I forget like the whole meaning of the
1: cross yeah yeah and I truly the the moments some of the, like my sweetest moments with the Lord are the moments where I'm like I suck God. Mm-hmm. I like I I think about Paul he all the time he's like he says, I do what I hate, you know it's like I I knew not to do that and I did it anyway. I'm like why did I do that, God?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. yeah, I think those are probably one of the yeah, hardest times, but I think it's like one of the most humbling things is just like, dude, you're a sinner, but it's, like, we deserve to die. And then Jesus is, like, hey, I died on the cross, and, like, I gave my life for you. And sometimes when that hits you, just, like, the reminder of that, oh, so heavy. Yeah. Okay. Powerful. So, so powerful. Okay, so what is something that you found that the Lord has created you for? So something for the kingdom that
1: gives glory to God? Um, this is an easy one for me. I think the Lord has created me to be creative. Um, I, love it. I like have been a dancer since I was little, uh, and I'm majoring in theater, um, at Baylor. And so the, some of the moments that I have felt absolutely like closest with the Lord and like, um, I was doing what I was meant to do are the moments when, um, I have, been dancing or had the opportunity to use theater and um, in a way that glorifies him um and that's i think about uh, <laughs> and have you seen that movie chariots of fire yes um oh what's his name i can't remember but the runner um the Christ- the missionary guy that runs the 400 um he talks about He basically, it's such a good line. He says, God made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. Um, And so I sort of feel that way, especially about dance. Um, It's just such a a beautiful form of worship. And so Mm -hmm. I think God gave me a love for dance, and when I dance, I feel his pleasure. Um, So that's an easy one for me to answer. I love
0: that so much. Were you in that um, Bloodline show,
1: like the first time Doxa did it? No, I decided to do Aladdin instead that year. That's okay. I
0: couldn't remember because I remember i would watched you in different shows throughout life. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't remember if you were in that one.
1: Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. It was so pretty.
0: I went and watched it Mm -hmm. again when they had it out at Christmas with my friend Abby. And I was just like,
1: oh, it's so good. so beautiful. Such beautiful stories, too.
0: What's one of your favorite dances that you've, like, been in?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, Sing is up there just because I had the, like, I, it was all choreography that I created. Which is so cool. Um, so that is kind of fun. And to, like, I had never done a project on that scale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I also did, a, when we lived in California, I was a part of a group called Ballet Rejoice, um, yeah. And that was, like, really, I think the start for me, I think that was when the realization came that dance is a form of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, the leadership at Ballet Rejoice was just so great. But the, the main lady, Sarah, um, who was, like, our main choreographer, um, organized, like, devotionals at the beginning and the end of every rehearsal. And... They, she would turn on music, and girls would just get up and like improv and dance oh, and sing. Okay. Um, and I just remember the first few times I was there, I was like, what <laughs> is happening? Um, it was so beautiful, but I was like, I can never do that. Um, and then it just kind of like, there's a release and a freedom that comes eventually. And um, it's like a really beautiful thing. But they did a project called Hymns um and then at the end of that project was a ballet called Gates of Splendor which i don't know if you've ever read the book or like know the story but it's about um those missionary wives missionaries who go and are killed by natives and then oh. their wives i can't remember her name it's elizabeth something i think yeah
0: oh i saw a quote about her the other day she's such an inspiring story
1: mhm so i really being part of those projects were was really awesome
0: Yeah, I'll link her name in the show notes. I'll go look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get that. Okay, so the next question I have for you is what's something that you've been reading in the Bible lately that's um, been something. Hold on, I just asked that question very strange. So, what's a favorite (laughs) thing in the Bible you've been reading lately? It could be something that maybe you missed before, like reading it, or uh, something that you like.
1: Yeah, um, so I've recently been reading in Second Samuel, um, and I don't know, I, I think maybe because we're just in such a, like, unprecedented time as far as, like, all the quarantine and stuff that's happening, uh, that I've just found a, a lot of it very relatable, um, like, specifically David and, like, his flight from Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, one, it's... Something that I just thought was really cool that I I don't know had never clicked with me until I read it this time around. Um, So David like flees for his life, and then four hundred men go with him because they're like we're also dissatisfied with the king. Um, So like that was just something that I was like, oh, like that's how all those people (laughs) ended up with David. (laughs) And it's just sweet to watch the way that the Lord continually provides for him um mm. so he runs right away but then the lord immediately Gosh. provides 400 men for him to like that are loyal to him that he has the ability to lead um and so it's like you see the lord has divinely appointed david and then he puts him in situations in which he leads people yeah. um so that was really cool and then also there have been some things that i've just thought were really sweet with Saul, uh, or with David and Jonathan. Uh Um, I had forgotten that, um, or I I just never noticed. There's a point when David is running and Jonathan comes and finds him. And they have this conversation where Jonathan is like, someday when you're king, I'll be your second in command. Um, It's just sweet that they, they're best friends and they're making Uh plans together. And, they're so loyal and then when Jonathan and Saul are killed it's just like oh dagger to the heart it is like yeah this it was just very relatable to me this time or I was just really feeling feeling it for David um yeah because they're friends his best friend that he made plans with you know they expected to do life together and Mm. um, the way that it turned out was different from what they had expected and so again that is kind of what's happening right now there are a lot of things that yeah are turning out differently than we expected but obviously in the like grand narrative you see how uh, it's part of the wood's plan yes yeah, so it's true. just hard to have that perspective
0: sometimes. and i think it's hard i think especially like right now with everything being changed so drastically and it's just like one day you're doing this and the next day um people are getting a virus and it's just like whoa okay god you're in control. I'm obviously not. Right. Okay. So how have you seen God move in your life?
1: Um, so many ways. Good question. I think most recently, um, some big ways that I've seen the Lord move in my life, um, have actually been in the life of my mom. Mm. Um, so she was diagnosed with cancer in January. Um, and a cancer diagnosis just does, it gives you a lot of emotions. But one of the things that's kind of sweet about it is that uh, people are so kind. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have just definitely seen, even in these last like few weeks, through people's kindness, the way that the Lord... Um, uses people to, um, encourage his children. Um, and I've seen the Lord using people to encourage my mom. Um, it's just been really sweet. Like the other day, um, someone, my mom was just feeling really tired and really discouraged. Um, specifically there was something going on with masks and about how, um, it's important to wear a mask, but she wasn't feeling like people were fully understanding the importance and, um, somebody like we had been having that conversation and like 30 minutes later, um, somebody knocked on our door. It was somebody that we didn't know. Um, and she was like, Hey mayor, I, uh, have been making some masks and I just felt prompted to bring some by your house. Oh. And she had written my mom a really sweet note about like strength and a cancer diagnosis and um so there were just and I know that is just one story of so many um that you just we've just had so many like little reminders of the Lord's faithfulness mm. and uh, of his presence through all of this Um it's been really sweet
0: that is super sweet your mom's done so good with all of this I've loved watching how she was <laughs> love her yeah Me I too. love that Okay, so the last question I have for you, this is kind of like a free-for-all question. So, if you could give somebody a recommendation of somewhere to go, like that they must go in their lifetime, where would you send them?
1: Ooh, that's hard. Um, Well, I uh, studied abroad last summer in Madrid, Oh yes. in Spain, Uh. And I am so in love with it. I think that has to be my answer. I think everyone should go to Madrid at some point in their life. There is so much art and history there. Uh, And it's just a beautiful city.
0: Okay, you heard it here. Go
1: Go to Madrid, everybody. (laughs)
0: Okay, Maddie, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, it was a blast having you on here.